0: Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. From Romans chapter 4, we read, Beyond all hope, on the basis of hope, Abraham believed. In our epistle reading for today from Romans chapter 4, the Apostle Paul gives us sort of a mini Bible study on Genesis chapters 12 through 17 about a man named Abraham and hope. Now, I don't know about you, but I hope for a lot of things. Some of which are kind of trivial. Like, I hope the Pittsburgh Pirates have a winning season for the first time in a long time. Okay? Trivial stuff like that. But two months into the baseball season, they're above 500. So, so far, so good. But there are other, more important things. Like, I hope that my oldest son finds a good wife. I hope that my married son and his wife will make Dolly and I grandparents someday soon. I hope that both of my sons stay connected to the Gospel. There are all kinds of things that you and I could hope for. You probably have a list of things that you hope for. The person sitting next to you probably has a list of things that they hope for. But when we think about things that we hope for, they tend to be things that we actually cannot control. Things that we have no power to make happen. I have no control over who my son dates or when Dahlia and I will become grandparents, or frankly, if my sons will end up in the gospel or not. Dahlia and I can simply help them make decisions. We can teach them, remind them to go and hear God's word. But ultimately, we don't have any control over any of those things. I have absolutely no control over the Pittsburgh Pirates whatsoever. Last weekend, they swept the St. Louis Cardinals in a three-game series and then turned right around and lost to the worst team in baseball two out of three games, the Oakland Athletics. Oakland had only won 12 games and lost like 50 games, and we lost two out of three. I had no control over what happened. There are no guarantees that the stuff you and I hope for will happen, and we have no power to change it. But we're kind of used to that, aren't we? We're used to the world where disappointments happen all the time. We've seen this in the stock market for years. It goes up and up and up, and suddenly... It crashes. That's why the federal government requires commercials about retirement plans and programs to say something like this. Past performance does not necessarily predict future results. We see this kind of thing all the time because we have no control over what happens. So that begs the question. Will the things promised to us actually occur? Well, Abraham had hope in a promised future. Did he have control? How did he live in the promise? After all, it was a pretty big promise that was made to Abraham. Listen to it again here in verse 13. For the promise to Abraham and his offspring, that he would be heir of the world... Did not come through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. Abraham and his descendants would be heirs of the world. That's the promise the Apostle Paul brings up here in Romans chapter 4. That's a pretty big promise, isn't it? That would be better than the Pirates winning the World Series. Well, maybe. Yes, it would. Heir of the world. God is promising to Abraham that he and his descendants would own everything. Think about that for a moment. That line of trees back here behind the church. Abraham's descendants would own that. The building that we're sitting in right now. This church. Abraham and his descendants would be heirs of that. The Atlantic Ocean would belong to Abraham and his descendants forever. Would you believe a promise like that? Do you think that it would happen for you? Now, unfortunately, we don't have time to get into the whole story of Abraham But ultimately, Abraham and his wife, Sarah, are the ancestors of our Lord Jesus Christ. And the key point that comes up in Romans chapter 4 is that Abraham trusted in the promises that God had made to him again and again and again. Even when it looked like there was no basis for that trust and confidence. It's a pretty striking and almost humorous way that St. Paul puts it in verse 19. That Abraham could have cashed it all in. He could have given up if he'd stopped and looked around at his circumstances. Because chapter after chapter after chapter, Abraham had been hearing these promises, and after a while, people tend to believe that past performance does predict future results. Because when nothing happens, Abraham was near death. He was about 100 years old. His wife Sarah had not yet had a kid. And she probably couldn't have one anymore. Yet Abraham was called to continue to trust. But in spite of past performance, Abraham trusted God and it was reckoned to him as righteousness. Abraham trusted that he and his descendants would inherit the world. He trusted the promise, and so he had hope. As we look around in our world today, do we have hope? Because there's an awful lot that might convince us that we should not really have hope after all. In all the conversations that I've had with Christians around our country, and certainly here in the Fargo-Moorhead area, it's wonderful to hear about what God is doing in places that you might not expect. But I also hear fear. I hear fear from a lot of people in the church. Because when we look around, it doesn't look like the promises of God are holding true. I hear fear about our federal government and what they might do next. I hear fear about what the future will be like for our children and our grandchildren. I hear fear about not having enough church workers to serve God's people. I hear fear about the possibility of churches closing in the next five years. And this fear... This fear is not a fear of God that produces repentance and confidence in His forgiveness. But it's a fear of what we want. A fear that what we hope for isn't going to come true. And what happens when fear drives us? Well, you know what happens. It's usually one of a handful of things. Fear will drive some to lash out at others by using harsh words, cruel or bitter words. Fear will drive some of us to become paralyzed, believing that nothing we do will matter, and so we do nothing. Fear will drive some of us to take it all upon ourselves and do everything that we can to make it happen by our efforts. But does any of that ever work? Does any of that produce hope? And what about Abraham? When he looked around at his circumstances and was as good as dead, did he waver in the promises of God? No. Beyond all hope, on the basis of hope, Abraham believed. And in verse 21, Abraham was fully convinced that God was able to do what He promised. You see, that's the point of Abraham. It's not that Abraham had more faith than anyone else. That Abraham sort of bolstered this confidence in God. No. Romans 4 is actually about the promise. And that the promise of God actually contains the power in and of itself to accomplish what he promises. By God making the promise, he commits himself and in fact creates the very confidence, trust, and faith in Abraham. Which is able to receive those promises as true and real. Abraham could do nothing to make those promises come true. He couldn't create children. He couldn't take possession of the land. He couldn't do anything. But God could and the promises of God contain the power to make it happen this is the very heart of the living and active word of God the word of God has the power to accomplish what it says and so what is our task as disciples of Jesus what is our task as followers of Jesus well I'll tell you what it's not It's not to get ourselves all riled up to a course of action to try to turn the world upside down. It's not to get us all excited and stirred up so that we will walk out of here today ready for action. Rather, our task is to point to God the Father as the one who keeps the promises that He Himself has made. That He will do for you exactly what He did for Abraham. He will make you an heir of the world. God promises that nothing in creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. His word is sure and certain. And in His promise, there is hope. You know, this can be difficult, no doubt. But did God promise that we would get everything that we want? Of course not did he promise that we would win every world series or election no did he promise that his word and his ways would be accepted by all people in every nation no did he promise that we would never suffer because of that word no in fact quite the opposite but he did promise that he would send a savior and he did And he promised that this Savior would deal with our sin and the sin of the entire world. And he did on a cross. And he promised that this Savior would rise from the dead. And he did three days later. And he promised that this Savior would reign over all creation, over the entire world. And he is now. And this Savior promised you that He would be with you always to the very end of the age. And He is. And He promised that He will come back again. And on that day, He will make you and all who trust in Him heirs of the world. Just as He promised to Abraham. And He will. Because the promises of God have the power in themselves. Because they are His Word. And you see, you and I are caught up in that amazing promise. That's the point. That's the point at the very end of chapter 4, verse 23. But the words it was counted to Him were not written for His sake alone, but for ours also. It will be counted to us who believe in Him, who raised from the dead Jesus our Lord, who was delivered up for our trespasses and raised for our justification so you see with God past performance does predict future results in fact with God past performance guarantees future results God's promises are not like ours they're not based on happy thoughts they're not based on wishful thinking They're based on power. They're based on what He has already done in His Son, Jesus. And He has already raised this Jesus from the dead. And He has already in your baptism given you new life. And so He can promise to you, He who did not spare His one and only Son, but gave Him up for us all, how will He not also graciously give us all things, heirs of the world, by His promise. And so by the promise of this Word, beyond all hope, on the basis of hope, we trust, we believe, and we live confident in Him. May He who began this work in us bring it to completion in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all human understanding, guard our hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.